All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of your Wednesday Wisdom. I am your host, Ralphie Martinez, with Martinez Elite Fitness. And today is December 14th, 2022. We are on episode number 252. And I have a few things to talk about today. Um, You'll have to bear with me as I'm recording this right before I'm sending it out. Um, I have notes, but they're kind of scrambled and I didn't get enough time to sit down. Let me just, let me rephrase that. I didn't take the time to sit down, write them out, think too much about this specific podcast um, because I didn't set the the time aside to do that. So I could have said, I'm so busy. Oh, the holidays are coming. I could have made a bunch of excuses right there, but I'll take ownership of my ass did not make the time to go ahead and sit down and write all this out. So um, here we go. I would like to start off with um, the things that we have coming up. So we're Wednesday the 14th. So this coming uh, Sunday is our ugly sweater bowling get together uh, ornament exchange. If you would like to join us, I will be at Paddock Bowl at 10 a.m. when they open. Um, They didn't let us reserve any spots. So I'm going to get there when they open and get a lane or two if I can. Um, I'd love to have you there, whether it's uh, bowling or just hanging out. If you want to partake in the bowling and not the ornament exchange or the ornament exchange and not the bowling, that's totally cool with me. Um, come hang out, have some fun. We'll probably be there for you know an hour and a half, two hours, bowling a couple games, and then we're out of there. So um, nice little thing to do outside of the gym. So that's this Sunday, the 18th. Uh, then we are rocking and rolling all week long next week. We'll have our 12 days of Christmas workout that goes on the 22nd, which is next Thursday. Um, if you've never been a part of that, all it is is the workout goes along with the song, like the 12 days of Christmas song. A um, little bit of you know thinking involved when it comes to, well, what round am I on or this or that, but uh, we make it work. We give you a lot of uh, visuals and um, do our best to make sure that it's clear before you get started. Uh, the only day we're going to be not doing anything is, um, Christmas Eve, which is the 24th. It's a Saturday. So there will be no run club or 10 round just to put that on your calendars. Now, you'll excuse me. I'm sipping on my black rifle coffee. Um, and yeah, so that, those are all the things coming up. So, um, let's see here. Let's start off with, Ooh, it's more of an announcement than anything. Um, so this past weekend, we did our 5k fundraiser for Wyatt's troop. Um, and by now I think you know the, uh, the, the story behind Wyatt, four month old, had a tumor removed as well as a kidney. And um, the next couple months he'll have to do chemo uh, once a week. So we, this past Saturday, got together at Rankin Park and uh we fought through the elements we um we we dealt with some rain um it held off for a little while but it did it did come and um the the amount of people that showed up though i think the weather held off purposely um until it did to get everybody that was going to come to come and because if it would have been raining uh like it had at the beginning, it probably would not have had the turnout that it did. But I am very proud and happy to say that we we pretty much full uh, filled up the parking lot um, up at Rankin Park. And um, if you haven't seen the picture, like there is there's a lot of people, um, a lot of people there. I still have it on my phone, I believe. But yeah, there was a lot of people um, to show up in support. 
and I'm talking like 50, probably 50 plus. Um, we had people that I had, I have no idea who they are. Um, uh, people who just learned about it maybe like during the week. Um, but there was a lot of people and leading into the day, um, you know, we were sitting somewhere probably around $7,000 raised as far as the, uh, GoFundMe link or not the GoFundMe link, the meal train link, um, with the donations given online, the t-shirt sales that we had had already, uh, mixed in with some people paying ahead of time for the 5k, but the day of, um, with all of those different avenues of, um, you know, ways to, to contribute, we ended up with a, it, it was a little more than this, but, uh, the day that we counted it, it was $10,596 that we were help, uh, that we were able to raise to help Wyatt's family. Um, in this, you know, this, this is still a scary time, right? Like if that's my four month old and we're going through chemo, I'm nothing but scared. And you don't want, you, you want that to be the only thing you have to worry about when your kid has, uh, cancer. You only want to have to worry about that. You don't want to have to worry about, well, how am I going to pay for this? Or how am I going to schedule that? Um, if my maternity or paternity leave is up, if I don't have any vacation days, how can I, how can I take these days off to be with my son the day that he has to have this chemo treatment? And I, I've seen my, my grandparents had to go through chemo and it was rough. So, and I know, you know, Wyatt's mom has told me that, you know, it's not that he, you can't, he can't tell you what he's feeling, but you can kind of see that, you know, his body's just like, bleh, uh, when he gets those treatments. But it's not like, it's not so drastic that it's kind of as bad as maybe you might think it is. And that, that's a little comforting, but to know that at four months old, this kid can, can do this. He's already lost, a, he had a tumor removed as well as, you know, an, a, an organ, and now he has to get this crap pumped into him to keep the stuff, the bad stuff from spreading. If he isn't already one of the toughest motherfuckers that I've ever met, I, you know, I don't think I'm going to meet many more tough people than that. Um, and to, to help now, to be able to help, to be a part of helping, um, raise this much money. I, we, we've done fundraisers before in the past, um, and for our son's preschool, we were able to, over three years, um, raise $8,000. So to put that in perspective, you know, we, we put on events just like this, 5K, we had a participation uh, fee, we had t-shirts that we sold as well, and all of those to get all that together for three years, we, I think it was $8,000 we were able to raise over the course of three years. So to do this, and then I, I want to say it was like a month and a half. This did not take very long. Um, we put it together pretty quick um, because we found out not too long ago. And here we are sitting almost $11,000. Um, that says a lot. It doesn't say anything about me. It says a lot about the, the people that um, are a part of our gym, the people that are a part of this uh, small town. Um, I still call this a town. I don't really consider Martinez like a huge city, so I don't use the, the word city. Um, you know, we're small enough and we care enough, and you don't find that many other places. Um, and it's something that has really... Being able to help with this has really opened my eyes to 
um, what owning this business in the grand scheme of things truly means. Yeah, owning a gym isn't just people getting fit. Owning the gym isn't, you know, just living out this dream that I had. Um, it's the opportunity and the possibility to help. And, and that's in whatever capacity that I'm able to, whether it's with fitness or with just the idea of, Hey, let's help this family. That's, um, it's special. And you all, if you, I mean, if you're listening to this and you were able to help, just know that you were a part of that. And this is no, there is no small part of this because none of this is none of this that we just did, um, is small. It's all, it's all very big because it all matters. I mean, there, uh, we were talking a couple of us, uh, at the gym one day about, you know, the large grand scheme of other, you know, uh, fundraisers that you might be a part of. And someone gave a specific example of this company. They had this idea, they gave out this recipe, um, all these places could use this recipe. And then a part of the proceeds that were sold for this specific recipe would be given to the, uh, paradise fires. Well, turns out a lot of the places that made the recipe and sold the thing um, and people buying it thinking that that money was going to go to um, the Paradise Fires, they didn't they didn't actually give it. And I hear that and then look at what we're doing here. And just so you know, like that money went directly to them is is probably the one of the better feelings that you could probably have because most of the time there's some type of paywall or some other thing. So local fundraisers for a specific thing to me mean much, so much more than all these others uh, that collect money for this, you know, grant, like a very grand scale possibly thing. Um, and you don't know where that, where that goes. So I wanted to put everybody's, um, not that anyone was worried about it, but your mind should be at ease as where the money went directly to the family. So um, you had a direct impact, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, if you were able to help, whether you were at the 5k or you bought a t-shirt or you gave on the uh, the link, you had a direct impact with the family um, through your help. So thank you all so very much. I mean, over $10,000 is amazing. We had no um, we had no goal in mind when this all started. So that, that was just awesome. Um, okay. So that's all the updates in the upcoming events. Now let's get to my topic that I wrote down. I actually forgot about this, um, but I had written it down in my little book that I have here. And what I wanted to talk about, one of the things I'm going to talk about is um, our son Julian tried out for the basketball team and he unfortunately did not make it. He didn't make the team, which is okay. He's never played basketball before. He doesn't really, uh, he still double dribbles, he travels. So I don't even know how the, he said that the uh, the tryouts went great. Um, he was almost all, he was also like certain that he had made the team, uh, after the first day, the second day, he had a little bit of a hint that maybe he, you know, didn't do as well as the first day, but then he got cut. He, he didn't make it past uh, day two. Um, which in our mind is, you know, it's totally fine. It's okay not to make something. Um, but it, it shook him pretty bad. He, uh, I didn't see him, but Tara picked him up that day uh from school and as soon as he got in the car it just all of his emotions came out and once he realized he wasn't going to make it but all of his friends did um that hurt him it hurt him bad and when he told like my first thought when he you know he had told me yeah dad i didn't make it he, he sent me a text message because he went to my in-laws that specific day 
but he tells me, yeah, dad, I didn't make it. And, you know, my first, my first thought was, okay, you know, that's, it's totally fine. Um, I even sent him this. I said, Hey bud, that's okay. I'm proud of you for trying out just because you didn't make it this year. doesn't mean you can't make it as a seventh grader. You know, already it takes practice and effort to be good at something and basketball is something brand new to you time and effort and practice. And you'll do and make whatever team you want. Um, and I said that now we get to focus on football and baseball and asked if he was okay. Uh, my son never responded to that text message. Um, and I sent it twice so I could tell how much it hurt him. But as a father, as, as a father who thinks like I do, my first thought is, you know, I didn't say this to him, but I wanted to tell him, good, you didn't make it. And that shows you that you can't just show up to something and expect because you're somewhat athletic uh, to make the team. Um, you never played before. You don't practice. Like you can't just. Then this is the, and this is the big thing that I harp on a lot with with parents and parents telling their kids how great their kids are without telling them that they're great because of the work that they put in. Um, because my son does not have that attitude, but he had that mindset going into this tryout that he thought he did good enough and he clearly did not and so now we get to use that as a learning lesson and again most kids think that they can just show up to something and it's going to happen for them because that's what they are told in a way when someone tells them you're so naturally gifted at x y and z my son isn't naturally gifted at anything. My son is good at something because of the amount of time that he will play catch um, with me or he'll, um, you know, put in work in the garage as far as, you know, dropping a ball and catching it, you know, working on his ground or working on his pitching. That's why he's good at something. And that's baseball. So I just gave a bunch of baseball examples. He would go into our, uh, our you know, backyard down below area and shoot around a little bit, but he did not work on his dribbling. He didn't work on his passing. He didn't work on his running. And in basketball, you run a lot. Um, so there are a lot of things that, and our hoop isn't a regular sized hoop, you know, the one that he would be shooting on. Um, so it's not like he was practicing his shooting on something that would benefit him when it came to a game. Um, so there was a lot of things that he did not do in order to make the team. And now he knows next year, in the couple months ahead of time, what he needs to do, if not now, like he has a focus now to, to football and to baseball. And then once it comes around again, he'll be focusing on that practice for basketball. But now he knows and he has an expectation and this standard that he has to try to hold to himself. Like if I want to make the team, I have to at least spend 20 to 30 minutes practicing the craft and practicing the skill. I need to be able to bounce the ball, um, you know, dribble the ball with my left hand a hundred times without it, you know, going away from me. With my right hand, I need to be able to jog with the ball while I bounce it. I need to be able to make good passes, be able to pivot, you know, to be able to shoot, all this stuff. Um, and it was, again, the perfect learning lesson because he had not put in the work, he didn't make the team. And again, my answer was good. And now, like, now that my answer is good, it's like, you know what, buddy? And I haven't talked to him, I haven't had this talk yet, but. This, these are the things that fueled me when I was building the business from our garage. And then when we eventually moved down uh, downtown was, um, was this, is that someone didn't think you were good enough for something. And if you think about that, whether it was a, a, you know, a job interview or you asked somebody out and they said no, 
Um, you made it. You tried out for a team, but they said no. Whatever it is, someone told you at some point in time that you weren't fucking good enough. And this is, you know, now I get to tell my son that, and I know, <laughs> I know some of the coaches that are on this staff, so I can say I can use their name when I tell my son Julian. So and so did not think you were good enough. So every time you are sitting around or you're thinking, oh man, I would much rather be playing basketball right now. Think about that fucking person's face and let that help drive you to prove them wrong. Because some of these coaches are going to move up because their sons made the team. Funny coincidence how that happens a lot of times. And I don't think that my son deserves to make the team. He doesn't know basketball, but he can learn basketball. And knowing now that I can give him a name and a face to put to that name every time that he wants to get better at basketball specifically, like just remember, so-and-so didn't think you were good enough. And what are we going to do about it? What, what are you going to do about it? And same thing goes for you. If you know there is something that you weren't chosen for or you're passed up on, just remember, someone thought that you were not good enough, and then you have to ask yourself, what am I going to do about it? Because my son could still be crying about not making the team. He can still you know, be really upset about it, or he could take that and use it to become better at the thing, whatever the thing is, because it's going to be different, right? Um, and that's the, that's the biggest question that a lot of people don't end up asking themselves they just kind of take the loss of whatever it was you know the deny the the um the decline of the thing like you were not um accepted for this or you weren't given that um you didn't earn that there's a better way to put it put it and now what are you going to do about it and i think a lot of times and it leads into my next thing about the goals for this um this coming year right like you can say a goal or, you know, mention it one time. Like I've seen since, since I put out there, like start talking about your goals, um, start writing them out, start planning for them. I've seen some posts, um, and I'm not going to name names, but my first thought was what was their plan? What is your plan? And I would, I would love to put that, you know, in a comment on someone's Facebook page, but people think I'm an asshole enough. So I don't really need to do that. I don't think, but that's what I want to do. I want to ask those people in the comments, what do you, how do you intend to get that? Because I can put out there that I want to get stronger. I want to lose weight. I want to get faster. Um, I want to get better at writing. I want to get better at reading. I want to get better at public speaking. Um, but if I don't, if that's all I say, then like, you can't just want something. What's the, what's the working plan to get there? Um, and again, these things go hand in hand with me asking my son, what do you, and you know, how do you intend to get better? And how do you, how do you intend to obtain that goal? And what are you going to do about it now? Someone didn't want you. That's, that's fucking awesome. That is, that is probably the best thing that can happen to you is someone telling you that you're not good enough for something because now you get to get so good that the next time that they see you do this thing, they're not going to recognize you and they're not going to be able to deny you the fact that you've earned that thing. And um, a lot of, you know, when we were getting out of the garage, how the fuck are you going to go from your garage to a space? Um, when we moved downtown, we had 
dipshit across the way from Martinez Athletic Club come around and him and his uh, then wife and some of his uh, people that he had like whole classes and they stopped by and we also heard rumors of other you know uh, gyms in like Pleasant Hill and Concord say that the space was too small to members that had left from our garage to go to them and look at us now none of, none of those places that I just mentioned are even remotely close to being what we are as as a whole um, as a business um, and some most of them aren't even in fucking business anymore and I used it every day every day I used it I'd walk into the gym it's too small I walk into a gym don't forget so and so said that you couldn't do this don't forget so and so said that you could not build this place from 486 square feet of a garage just keep reminding yourself of the people and the things that they say when it comes to telling you what you can and can't do because there's no one here no one no one there's not a single fucking person alive that can tell me what i can and can't fucking do unless it's me i heard a quote actually was um if there's it was like an old pro old proverbs but I don't remember it exactly, so it's not a direct quote. But it was, if there's no enemy within, then no enemy outside can cause you harm. So if you're not talking bad about yourself and you know the type of work that you need to do, how to do it, you make the plan, you do the thing, nothing from the outside coming to you could um, disrupt your process and your progress. And that's and it's it's a perfect saying because no one... No one should be able to tell you just because someone says, like, gives you a little whisper in your ear of doubt because they doubt everything that they do in their life. That should not have an effect on you. Um, and I, I fully intend to use this next year to help my son never forget that someone didn't want you for something. And I mean, it's okay if in his mind he's, he's thinking every day, fuck that person and that he's going to prove him wrong. Like, that's probably one of the most amazing feelings in life if you've never proved someone wrong let me tell you how it's a fantastic feeling um and it's one that not only don't you never forget but the person that doubted you also never forgets because then they talk about they talk about how you made it but this 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 and this they were they will always have a but this this and this and i realized this recently when someone told me about an uh, interaction they had with somebody uh, out in public that had recently left the gym uh, because they felt that I didn't do enough for them. And the way that I get, they, they described the, the conversation to me. And I, at first I was like, that's kind of fucking weird because I did do a lot for that person. And then I remembered, I remembered some of the conversations I had with this person and other conversations this person had with other people. And then, this person telling me what the person was saying and then it dawned on me they didn't they didn't it's not me it's them pretty much so that's one of the greatest things you prove someone wrong you never forget it and neither do they and they will always always try to give an excuse as to why you made it but this 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 and this like oh yeah they made it but their space is still small oh yeah they made it but they don't have this Oh, yeah, they made it, but they don't have an Olympic weightlifting class. You know, something. There's always something for someone to try to bring you down. But if you're not bringing yourself down, there's no way in hell that their stupid nonsense could interfere with your progress. Um, 
so yeah, if you don't, if you're never chosen for something, that's okay. Don't uh, don't dwell on the why did this happen to me. It's all about the question of what are you planning to do now. Um, and that also goes to this last little bit is um, thinking about you know New Year's resolutions and you know goal setting and all this shit. Um, I heard another quote and. Uh, I want to leave you with this. It was um, in the game of life. You're not in the game of life. You don't want to. You don't want to be in the bleachers. You don't want to be in the stands. You want to put yourself in the game. Putting yourself in the game means a lot of different things. Putting yourself in the game could mean asking that person to marry you. Putting yourself in the game could be, you know, asking for the raise at work or trying for a a new position or a higher position, a management position. Uh, It could be getting out of your comfort zone and accepting a position with high high school students um, that you intend to try to use to help the youth. Um, I'm talking about me personally now. You could be trying to step out of your um, comfort zone to put yourself in the game when it comes to um, helping coach your son's 12 and under uh, travel baseball team where you then do strength and conditioning with them and have talks about certain things afterwards um, that will hopefully create young men and women of uh, that are great awesome young adults uh, you can put yourself out of your comfort zone by holding a kids class where you hope fitness is uh, introduced at a younger age to where that it's a lifelong thing that they do you can take yourself out of your comfort zone and you know the list goes on and on Take yourself out of your comfort zone and put yourself from sitting in the stands and cheering others on to playing in the game that is your life. Um, Because as funny as it sounds, we don't get out of here alive, right? The only way to leave this place is to not be here anymore. And at the time that my scoreboard is down to its last zeros, I would like to have a game that was worth uh, playing in, a game that was worth, uh, for those that were not a part of it, but watching, you know, worth watching. And um, I feel like that's uh, something that a lot of us need to consider is if you are just kind of going through life, um, you wake up today to do what you did yesterday because it is what you did yesterday that is uh, something you should probably start changing. If you got up today to do the same thing that you did today just because it was the same thing you did last week, the same thing you've done for months, the same thing you've done for years, and you're not happy, I think you need to find something that will make yourself happy and make make it all worthwhile. So find that thing, whatever it is. Um, and that's it, guys. That's all I got for you. Have a great Wednesday. We are... We're at the, almost at the end of the year. So buckle up. Let's get ready for the end of this year. Let's have some fun. Let's enjoy each other's company. And then going into next year, let's, let's, uh, let's get it all. Whatever it is, let's just get it. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you in the gym.